Welcome to the Smart City Podcast, the technology program that looks at how buildings, communities, and cities are becoming smarter, more efficient, and more connected. We look at everything from the big ideas to drilling down to individual projects and innovative ideas that impact your day-to-day life. The Smart City Podcast is brought to you by Locomobile World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. This is episode number 62, recorded on November 23rd, 2023. If you've ever struggled with what to say when posting replies on social media, you need this podcast. We're going to speak with Jason Tan, who can at least help with your relationships on LinkedIn. You'll see what I mean. But first, it's some tech news from Locomobi CEO Grant Furlane. All right, Grant, what do you got for news this time? A lot of things, but the uh, I guess the, the coolest things I, I was reading about uh, over the last week and a half is you probably know about the uh, power projector um, phone that you clip on your lapel and you, you, you beam it onto your hand. I heard something about that. Okay. So remember, remember um, we've talked a lot and I've been saying, and you've been agreeing that, you know, the cell phone's going to die and we'll be using wearables, right? Well, this one came pretty quick. So it's a wearable that replaces your cell phone. So, Essentially, what happens, Alan, is it looks like a little, maybe a, I don't know, two inch by two inch square. Yeah, it's a little, three a inch. little lapel pin. Yeah. And it has a camera. And then it turns on and it beams on your hand. And the way you open and close files is you, is you squeeze your thumb and finger together. Interesting. And it moves down and up and you can read all your emails. You can talk. And, and, so wait, and, um, wait, how do you read your email by the projection on your hand? On your hand. Okay. Yeah. On your hand. So you don't carry anything around anymore. You just look at your hand and you read them and it projects different colors. Now, what I will say is I'm not like, it's to replace your phone. And I knew it was coming, but I'm, um, I'm not suggesting at a, at all that, um, this is what we're all going to have. What I am suggesting though, this is already happening. Like something tells me, Alan, that, this is not the best way to do it, but the fact is, here we go. Um, so they call it the AI pin um, wearable projector. So okay. it's got an ultra-wide camera. You can send text messages, read emails, all the same stuff. Yeah, the user interface and, is a bit weird, but okay, maybe yeah. we'll get maybe we'll get used to it, or maybe this will be paired with glasses. No, I think it changes. I think what it does, it just means okay, here we go. But I think people are coming up with something better, quicker. Now, this is backed by um, by Sam Altman. This company was backed by Sam Altman. The chat GPT guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can imagine it's going to have a lot of nice software into it. So from my standpoint, what it opens the, the, the door to is that here we go. And that's all I was saying. I, I don't know if this is going to be the one. I mean, it might not be. But it'll get people thinking about wearable phones. Yeah. And we're going to be in the same thing, I think. I think it's going to be the same thing. So so I thought that was interesting. Okay. This is one that is more idiotic. Getting a technology that we all understand, you and me, and then people not understanding why they should be using it. So okay. recently in the news uh, last week, it was the Alberta government um, decided they're going to ban photo radar. On, a, on a, a main drive there. But when you find out why, you're going to laugh. 
I'm not in favor of photo radar for a lot of reasons, but okay, okay. why is this going to make me laugh? It doesn't matter why, but this is not the reason you think. Yeah, I would think you'd think, oh, it's privacy. No, that's not it. Okay. Um, the the reason uh, AI cameras should be put out, I couldn't give a crap about photo radar. It tells you a lot of things, traffic flow, congestion, um, accidents, all kinds of great things. Mm-hmm. But get this. They're generating so much money. It's such a fishing hole. Did you earn $800,000 from that location, that camera alone? One location, 800K. $800,000. And um, they decided they're not going to do that anymore. Well, because they're making too much money? No, that, uh, you know, people don't like it. And I'm going, guys, you did it all for the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. And what, you should have done it for that reason. I mean, it should be done to help your problems engage with, with everyone to figure out your problems on the roads. You know what I mean? Not photo ray bar to get speeders. Right. So yeah, they've postponed it. And um, it was more about an outcry. And um, of course, that outcry will change if someone gets beat up or anything. But anyhow, um, I just thought, first of all, don't ever tell me it's not a payback on this stuff. Like being in the business, you always go to a client and go, they go, well, what's the payback? Well, I'm going, oh, my God, well, you can retire on two couple of cameras. And they would just about die. So, you know, um, just you understand, their ticket revenue for that, it's 11 times the average site in a city. It must be the modern version of a speed trap of some sort. But still. I know. Still. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is. So, yeah, I thought that was, that was interesting. The third one on, on, on this is really interesting. And I, and I know we've talked about, I want, I think this is very important. I think that it, it does it change the whole future. Uh, and that, and you know, I talked about it and I know you know them, but, um, kiss. Yes. Oh, here we go. Okay. okay. So I, I can talk about this, but you go ahead. I know you can. And I think we should because talking about future of cities and smart city and concerts and music and where's this going to go? Well, that's. A very good question. Let, let me explain what happened here. So KISS had finally played their their final, final, final show after about 50 years. And uh, there was this discussion about, well, what's going to happen with the band and the brand going forward? And there have been a number of suggestions where, well, we'll just swap in different members, keep the whole thing going. And it's the brand that matters rather than the specific people within the band. But at the end of this show, there was this big reveal saying that KISS, as it stood last weekend, will continue, but as avatars. And they will live forever and rock and roll all night and party every day for until the heat death of the universe. Yeah. But does that make sense? Well, it does. I mean, ABBA has already done it with their Voyage thing in the UK. I had a friend that went to see it. And he said it was stunning, just, you know, frighteningly real. Okay, but that- so, but, but, so let, let's say, and the way it obviously, let's say you're Kiss or you're the Beatles, obviously you're going to create a dowry for your, your kids and your future kids' kids and you live on forever, fantastic. Yeah. But that, if I'm, let's say I'm, I don't know, I'm, you know me, I'm an old band guy. I'm trying to think of a modern band. Hey, it's really big. Oh, okay. Well, let's say, uh, um, 
what's her name? Won the woman of the year today. No, um, Tay Tay. Okay, but okay. So she's doing great. All of a sudden, she's getting obliterated with all these virtual tours of all this greatest music where you can put your virtual glasses on, watch conference. You know, we talked about it. You could even be sitting inside a stadium. Is this not going to affect the whole way people look at the future of concerts? It might. Now, there is still that primal thing where you can't really replicate the feeling that you get in a communal experience with a lot of people losing their minds to music. Uh, however, there are going to be ways, and I look about uh, look at uh, uh, Apple's upcoming uh, VR headset that will allow for deeper sorts of integration into live performances. I'm not sure where that's going to go, uh, but it's the concert experience will change. I just don't know how yet. Yeah, and my thought is really though I was really thinking more. Um, well, how's it going to affect everybody making money, and who's going to copy who, and are we getting into whole type of things where you're going to go and see a concert that's not even real? It's not even the real band. Some guy made it up. Yeah, like those are all the things I was thinking about. You know, it's going to be so big. Is that going to be a situation? Well, Maybe not. One of one of the interesting um, one of the interesting things is is. You know, lawyers are going to get involved. Publishers are going to get involved. Managers are getting going to get involved. But, you know, if you have an example like, um, give me another one, uh, The Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead, major touring act, last 50-some years. Uh, yep. They've reached the end of the line. Uh, you can see a recreation of the classic lineup of The Grateful Dead through holograms and avatars becoming a destination thing, playing at a place like uh, The Sphere in Las Vegas. So, so you're still getting the live performance. Well, you're still getting the live feeling. Yes. Wow, that's okay. So there's another way. Okay, perfect. I get it. I get it. So there's there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of smart people who are looking at this very carefully because they see dollar signs. Well, I'm thinking more, Alan. I'm I, I'm a young kid. I want to go see the Rolling Stones. I can't afford the three hundred dollar ticket. Can I go see it in an avatar and only pay one twenty? And I get to see it in avatar. I can't get to go feel all that. But is this not like instead of having a hundred thousand people at the concert, you got one hundred eighty thousand? But eighty thousand don't get to sit in the concert, but they got tickets. Being an avatar is not the same. Right. I'm just thinking out loud here. <laughs> no, that has actually been tried in places like uh, South Korea already. Ah, so okay. yes, it is going to happen where you will get. Uh, a better virtual seat. This is all web 3.0 stuff. You'll get a better virtual seat uh, than somebody who was actually there. Or ah. um, you can, another way of looking at it is that you play in a very small arena, 5,000 people, let's say, and you charge a tremendous amount of money for being there in person. And then you charge everybody else a lot less to be there virtually. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a series of models that are going to be tried and that the most successful and profitable ones will be implemented. Got it. If you're in business, you're probably on LinkedIn. I mean, you almost have to be because it's where so many important B2B connections are made. You know you should comment on certain posts, but that can take a lot of time. And what should you post? You want to sound intelligent. Plus, you also want to get some kind of reaction. You want to get noticed. That's the key to further engagement. But that can take a lot of time and energy. 
Jason Tan has come up with an AI-powered solution that, frankly, is kind of magical. We reached him at his office in Brisbane, Australia. Let's begin, Jason, by talking about you and your company and how you came to be on this podcast. What is it that you actually do and what does the company do in the world of AI? Absolutely. So uh, before I built this product where we will spend quite a bit of time talking about, I was actually running a data and AI consulting uh, company, an agency where I provide data and AI consulting to the enterprise and the here in government agency. And I was working for myself. So as you could imagine, uh, working for yourself, running your own company, one of the really main things that you have to do is go out there prospecting and meet with the client, keeping your assisting client, stay in touch with them and uh, make sure they remember you. And obviously there are many, many channels to do all of those things, but uh, LinkedIn is one of the channels that has proven to be useful, especially in a country like Australia, where the density is high, lots of customers would be in Sydney and Melbourne, and LinkedIn is just a really good uh, online way. And one of the strategies that I have used on LinkedIn is uh, commenting for attention. Uh, Grant, you know you know a little bit about commenting for attention on, on LinkedIn. Well, well <laughs> I, I probably should tell you a bit. I do advise um, Jason's company. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's all starting to fall into place. <laughs> Anything with AI, you know, I love. So. <laughs> Thank you for the support of Grant. He was a customer and uh, now he's an advisor. So coming back on that, commenting for attention is a proven strategy, right? Not even on LinkedIn, but on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, it, it is a proven strategy on LinkedIn. The only challenges with that, though, is that uh, it takes a lot of time here. It takes a lot of time, especially in the world of the B2B Sales, the long sales cycle, the cycle, the sales cycle is super long, like six months, eighteen months, or even two years. So keep 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 doing that could take quite a bit of energy and challenges. Equally, as a small business owner, I know that a lot of people who are using that strategy, and they all share the same pain with me: mm. time, energy, and effort. And sometimes you still do not know all of those effort and time that you spend will lead to anywhere. So I think to a certain extent, uh, people need help. People were complaining. It was a challenge. And that is how it came to be. Being an SMB owner, being an AI and data practitioner, I know I have a solution to solve that problem. But that is exactly what I did to build Engage AI, which is an AI product to help people to write a better comment, especially, especially you, you, they want to say something a lot more than just great posts. And time is a factor. Yeah. Time is a factor. You want to say a lot and you don't have time. Um, I think one thing you want to do when you, you know, you're going to talk about now um, how you chose uh, LinkedIn at first to use your AI, um, but we don't really know your background. Um, are you? Um, uh, is your background programming? Is it computer science? Is it like what got you into the world of understanding AI? I love it. Thank you for bringing that up. So my background is more in the data. I I started my corporate career working with the actuaries uh, in the insurance company, building the pricing uh, insurance pricing optimization program. 
uh, that was really my background. And uh, for a long time, I was working and doing a lot of those things and then moving around a little bit where I spent a lot more time doing exactly the similar thing in terms of the data and building program, building model, uh, building system for the banks, for the government agency. I Then I started a few businesses and I was doing a lot of those, those similar things as well. So my background uh, was uh, really uh, at the start of the career where I was coding to build a lot of those where it's related to the data, the system, like the modeling, etc. And then over the year, I slowly transitioned to uh, more of advising and uh, consulting role where I help them to design and develop. And then subsequently, I equally have uh, the, the, the employee helping them to deliver uh, hands-on to, to build a lot of those systems. So that was really my background uh, as a data guy, as an AI guy. But uh, I have to say, though, one thing that I have been resisting of uh, associating is AI. I think AI used to be seen like, you know, just like a hype, and I really uh, avoid uh, labeling myself with that, but uh, with the work that I do with uh, generative AI and engage AI. Oh, it's no doubt AI. <laughs> I mean, it's no doubt AI. So maybe what you want to do, and Alan can uh, pop on there, he wants, he'll love this, but maybe tell him, how you get AI to work for you, and Alan could obviously log in and register and try it. But more importantly, um, what interests me the most is where you're going with it. Yeah, so you know, now I'm very interested in this because I have LinkedIn, X, Facebook, um, Blue Sky. You work on all of them. I work on all of them, and and frankly, I can't keep up with all. And I know for a fact that my business, my notoriety, my networking online, my social media presence is suffering because I just don't have enough time to, I mean, you have to be on all these platforms. You have no choice. But I, I, I don't have time to give them that the, um, I don't have time to give them the, the, the attention that they deserve. So you're telling me that you have an AI program that will help me solve my problem? Exactly, spot on. And that is what we have been doing and that is what we have done already. And the very fact of that is uh, we since we started earlier this year, there are 50,000 users around the world. 50,000 users on our own. Okay, well, okay. We're, 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 I'm going to log in and get signed up. 50,001 now. So. Yeah. So how does this work? I, I, I can't even begin to wrap my head around this. How? Okay, we've ad- identified the problem. What is the solution? So the solution is that uh, the first thing first is you want it to say the right thing, right? You don't want it just to say great post or thank you for sharing. So the, the no. very first thing that you need to know what it should be saying is uh, once you have installed the Chrome extension or the software, you will see that I would start embed myself or embed the Engage AI within the social media platform. In this case, it's LinkedIn to start with. Uh, we'll probably talk about other platforms later, but we'll just focus on LinkedIn right now. And you will see that as you are on the news feed or as you go to visit uh, Grant's uh, LinkedIn profile, or you were looking at somewhere, then you will see that there are buttons that I have uh, embedded in there, you, those buttons represent different tones. Like, for example, friendly tone, disagree 
congratulate uh, or say funny joke. Or you can even write your custom tone as well. And what happened is once you choose one of those tones, the very first thing that I do or the software does is that I will figure out exactly what the content is about. So in the if we were to use the case of Grant, often he would post something about smart city, locomobile, and how to solve the parking problem within the city. So the AI will figure that out and say, okay, here is the context. And then I'm going to choose the tone that you have selected. In this case is, uh, let's say, congratulate. So what it does is that combining those two and then using the LLM and using the prompting engineering, it will then say the right thing. It will say, hey, Grant, congratulations for another, another launch in uh, this city. And it will just write right in front of you. Gets to know you, Alan. And okay. Then, 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 so what it does, so, so, so the idea being all of a sudden, you're pumping out the most incredible responses and your own blog to start with based on subject matter where it goes out and finds that subject immediately and expands on it based on your need and how you want to produce it by Alan Cross to your, to your audience. Exactly. Well, I would, I, at this stage, I really don't think that we should be spending the time in training our own AI. Uh, our focus is building the best UI and the best UX and also making sure that uh, we use the, the model in the market that is the best model in the market that is available. At the same time, packaging all of those together to really, to really to solve the pain point for the customer. I do see at the point that where it comes to the need of uh, trading our own model, and that is where we started experimenting and introducing the idea of the second brain. So the idea of the second brain is like, the Anna Hathaway in the movie where he, she was the peer to Meryl Street, um, where she was whispering all the important information to her as she was meeting someone like who is the name of the people he was going, she was meeting, uh, what they have talked about and who is the, the lady next to, to this gentleman. I think at that point, it will become a need where we train our, train our uh, own AI. But we will go into that a little bit more later. Let's, let's dig back in, in terms of what we do right now. That, that is what we, what we do. Uh, really is about packaging the, the software, building the best UI UX, and solve the problem for this uh, LinkedIn user in the B2B industry. Okay. So who are, who are your clients right now? The client, I think, uh, at least for uh, a lot of the people that we have interviewed, that we have talked to, a lot, a lot of them would be uh, SMB owner uh, and also the BDM and the SDR in the B2B industry because we just focus on LinkedIn. And I know that uh, because B2B is long sales cycle, right? So that this, this is the need of the people where prospecting is... Is is a key duty is a time, is the thing that they have to do pretty much every day, every month, every week. Uh, at the same time, making sure to bring in the revenue and then try to get meeting uh, SMB on the enterprise BDM SDR. I would say are the key user. The other one that I would say that we see a lot this day is the recruiter as well. So these I would say are the main main key user. So you've you've begun with with LinkedIn. How does this apply to mm-hmm. other social media platforms? 
That is a really, really good question. In fact, it's one of the things that we have been requested quite uh, by the assisting user quite a lot. Are we ready to move to uh, other social media platforms like X, uh, Facebook or Instagram? The, the, the truth is, I don't think it makes sense for us to move to those platforms. For the reason that I actually think that my 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 niche, my target audience are B two B, and as a B two B business owner, and also I spoke to a lot a lot of the user, the 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 core B two B business user, they are not really spending any much time in those platforms. They are not spending time in Instagram or X or even Facebook. So I don't think it makes sense for us to move there quickly. I think what it makes more sense, especially with the vision that we have, which is about helping people to communicate, to break the ice, to start conversation, I actually think that the next thing that we would be doing is actually the inbox messaging within the LinkedIn and then email and then other chat communication. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you think about for the B2B, that is really the way and the path that they are taking. Let, let's say we start by to say uh, the commenting. I come to your profile, I comment to get your attention, I break the eyes, and then the next subsequent step is I don't want to send you an email because and you you will be in- annoyed before I get your permission to send you an email because you will see that as a spam, right? So the next thing where I where possible, I will try to find a chance to say, hey, Alan, uh, I just sent you a message. And it, within the message, within the LinkedIn, I will start talking a little bit about some of the things that we have talked before. And that is where the second brain really could be useful. I would say, hey, Alan, I uh, love about that you were in this concert. Uh, at Saudi the other day. Uh, love it. And uh, thanks for sharing that. So, so Alan, this is where you like it. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with, I've seen a big shift to LinkedIn. Um, people just love the platform better. Um, and it's not as so, big social media as it is a platform for business and people who want to build businesses and understand. But, you know, I do see LinkedIn has started to get more social media type now. And between you and I, it kind of bothers me, but it's more getting Facebookish. So, but I think what what is really cool that you like, Alan, is once it has you registered and follows you, anyone you talk to via your media, and doesn't and what he's doing down the road, emails, your emails, and then who are these people have their own history, and it takes all their history and all your history, and it starts creating profiles of everyone linked throughout the network as you get to know them and you're going to know like tomorrow their favorite thing's cake. And if I'm going to do a broadcast on Friday, these are the people who like to watch broadcasts on Friday and it produces all this information up to the predictability of um, who you are and what other people are around you. And that's where I see this, the, the real power. Okay. Two questions, two more questions for me because I find this absolutely fascinating. Question number <laughs> one, how does this integrate with my LinkedIn account, my LinkedIn profile? Do I have to download something? Do you know how does it work? Good question. Uh-huh. So the there are a few ways that you we integrate uh, where you could use uh, Engage AI. So the very first thing that you want to do is you want to download a Chrome extension, 
And by having this Chrome extension, we will embed ourselves within your existing workflow. I, as you are on LinkedIn, you will be able to use the product quickly. Yeah, you can, you can, you can go to his website and do all this. Yeah, which is uh, let's 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 get a plug in for that. What's the website? Engage dash AI dot co. So if you search Engage AI Chrome extension, it will just come up. <laughs> oh, under under extensions. Okay, well, keep talking, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. So okay, go ahead. Uh, Chrome extension is really the first step to get started, uh, where you could immediately get used and make use of the product. But the real power, though, is the, there are the additional things that we do for you. Now, as I highlighted, our focus is B2B industry. We know that in the B2B industry, at any given time, we all should focus anywhere, somewhere between 30 to 50 or even 100 prospects because it takes a lot of time to, 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 uh, to, warm, to warm them up and to, to get a meeting. Now, the biggest problem with LinkedIn, though, is at any time, you really, really just care is those 50 or 100 people. But when you are on LinkedIn, LinkedIn doesn't show you those 100 people that you care about. They show you whoever that they, they want to show you because of the algorithm design. What that means is you see a lot of people that you don't care about. You probably have to then to, to go to search their profile. You have to make a few clicks, and then to see whether they post or not. That takes up a lot of time. If you imagine you have to do all of those steps just for 100 people every single day, and this is the second thing that engage AI coming into the picture. I'll say, hey, Alan, don't, don't, don't spend the time just check whether people post or not, especially if they are not posting every day. Tell us exactly who they are and we will monitor them for you. As they are posting, you lock. Uh, you, we will let you know. At, you lock them in, and as 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 they are posting, you will see all of them in the consolidated dashboard within our application within our platform. So as you log into Engage AI. So this is where the Engage AI, where you log into Engage AI website and you see our platform, you will be able to see at a glance who are all these 100 people that you really, really care about. What have they posted? In summary, when was exactly that post was made? And all you have to do is to click the button and they will take you directly to LinkedIn. And that from there, you can use Engage AI Chrome extension to make the comment again. You don't even have to make the comment, Alan. So, because it gets to know who you are. And by knowing the clients, like, I, I don't know about you, Alan, but I get probably on a big day about 400,000 impressions. Of that, maybe 50 are going to be tracked based on everything I do and they do. Yeah. Okay. How many, how many connections do you have, Brent? I have 24,000. <laughs> okay. So I'm a little bit smaller. I got uh, 6,700. Yep. Doesn't matter. Exactly. You see? Yeah. Okay. Even with 6,700, the truth is you probably only know of 10, 20% yeah. of them. And the one that you really care about, the number is probably even lower. So... But the problem with LinkedIn, though, in, within the newsfeed algorithm is that 
they will show yeah. you randomly or algorithmically a lot of those 6,700 people. But you, you, that, that is no relationship in there. And there's no point you are wasting a lot of your time in dealing some of the people that is not necessarily important now. And that is the whole point of uh, monitoring. So that is really, I would say, I am helping the SMP, SMB owner and enterprise BDM to help them to preserve their time, help them to stay focused and focus on the people that matters a lot. Like say, Alan, say I decided tomorrow I want to raise $10 million. Mm-hmm. And let's say my contacts, I have... 10,000 investment firms. Um, if I went out and l- said something on LinkedIn or found it, it would tell you the people that are truly interested, how often they invest, what do they do. All of these things are slowly going to be built into the algorithm. And I, and I compare it to, Alan, you remember when I said I'm making my um, Google Glass, uh, Google Vision, yep. or we call it Valley, and as far as our robot, well, the way those are designed, were designed down the road was, when I walk up to you, Alan, it's going to say, oh, that's Alan Cross. He likes this, 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 this. And if I say these things, we'll connect. We'll really connect. That's what he's doing in the world of software. Does it, you know, I get all kinds of prospecting messages, you know, people from uh, private wealth management, uh, people who want me to use their services to um, boost my uh, SEO, all that sort of stuff. Does this help that? Exactly. It's, no, this is the pro- very problem that we are solving. A lot of those messages that you are getting are 100% automated. Yes, yes. Basically, they use, the, they use the automation software and then they put you into the campaign and then they just drip messaging you. And they just do messaging you like five or six times with the messages like, hey, uh, pleased to meet you, Alan. Uh, do you have time? Book a time in my calendar. Uh, here's my calendar link. Book a time to chat with me. Yeah. Or, hey, Alan, download my latest ebook. Yes. Or, hey, Alan, uh, come to my seminar. And that is where I think a lot of the B2B people are getting it wrong. Yeah. Because the product that we are selling is thousands of dollars, if not ten or hundreds of thousand dollars. Nobody, nobody is going to buy it because you send me a call messages that is like, book a time in my calendar. Come to my seminar. We don't we care. Don't care. You are not selling a $200 speaker. <laughs> you are not going to say, you know what, $200, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I will return it. For a product that costs tens of thousands of dollars, you need to build relationship. Yes. And that is exactly what we are championing here. And that is exactly the very essence of the problem that we are hoping to solve for LinkedIn and LinkedIn. Yeah, I think what, see, he has to use it a bit. So Alan, when you set it up, you put in your code words as well that you're interested in. And so it does two things. It makes sure it tracks those, those hyper words as well as it makes sure that you're not getting garbage. Okay. Because only it builds the garbage out slowly. It has to learn and, 
And I know that um, Engage AI, they have a great, uh, I don't know if it's automated or not, I won't say because I don't know, but um, it tells you all the time how to build it better and the new updates. And on your screen will always be this little box that, that allows you when you comment, do you want to disagree? Do you want to fight with a guy? Which I traditionally don't like to do on, on social media, but um, some do, I guess. Um, and so it builds the proper narrative that the people who respond to that narrative are the people you want to talk to. Not the guy that keeps hitting you with marketing messages. Link up with me. You know, I got a thousand ideas. I can improve your sales overnight. Yeah, so can 10,000 other people. So yeah, you know, that's what you don't want. I, I'm, I'm just scrolling through my, my, message, my um, invitations right now. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think I had 51 and I accepted two. The rest were <laughs> garbage. Yeah. 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 And that, and think of it. What, here, here's what I'll get. This is what I get scared about, Alan. I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm just saying that you never know where someone's going to be one day. So, my problem with your, the way you do it, and it's not a problem, that's the way most people do it is that what if you don't take some kid who's going to be the next Bill Gates? What if you said, so what? But if you knew all about that person and you know what they're doing, you know what? Maybe you're going to accept them because I always think that that generational person who's just starting out, he's trying to log in and connect with everybody. But you know what? Who knows where he's going to be one day versus the guy that's been doing it for a while and that's all he does forever and ever and we know it through the media that is always doing it. You know, I don't need to find him. You know why I don't need to find him, Alan? He's already there. <laughs> oh, okay. This is interesting. So I am using it right now. Okay. And so there were, uh, this was for a manager yep. of a band that I know. Uh-huh. I've had, I've had dealing many, many dealings with this manager and with this band. Yeah. And this band, this this guy has just received uh, a, a pretty prestigious award. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking. Congratulations. I did. I said I, I there were uh, six buttons below my comment window. Yeah. Yep. Friendly, yep. funny, disagree, congrats, question, custom. I clicked on congrats, and I got a really good. What f- really good, Alan? It's so good. But here's what you can do, Alan. You can add to it. Exactly. You can change it. Yeah, I see but that. It gets you clear so quick, and you can do fifty of those in you know in an in you know an hour or less half an hour, and you're done. Yeah. Um. But what I like about it, Alan, you could be half asleep, and it's going to make sure you don't do something stupid. Yeah. Um. And that's really important for you, Alan. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, uh, okay. I have to take a, a, a plane ride this weekend. I've got a feeling I know what I'm going to be doing because this is, uh, <laughs> this is pretty cool. Well, I think, Alan, we should, we're going to promote this quite a bit, not because of who's involved in something, because it's incredible. And think of where you're going to go with this, Alan. Um, we could do so many great things by connecting to people quicker, faster, more efficient, making sure that the, the subject line's perfect or are close to perfect. And, and you know, the fact, like the reason a, the actual AI program, uh, you can't link to one and you got to keep choosing the best model like, like, um, like Jason's doing. Jason, because you, you, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to worry about, 
always having to develop new new firm, new um, algorithms. If you just stick to what you're trying to do with it and let the best model perform, you really are going to go somewhere with this. Now, I, I should point out that I have the free version of LinkedIn, not the premium one, and it works just fine. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, it worked just fine. Now, Alan, imagine what I am doing for you right now on the LinkedIn content that you, uh, of this contact that you have seen. Now, imagine that when I connect, as I am building up my product roadmap, I am building that into the LinkedIn inbox. I'm building that into the email. I'm building that into the SMS, the WhatsApp, all the chat application for every Everything you're in, Alan. For every single interaction that you have got with him, I am going to start remembering it for you so that you will always know the right thing to say. This was my question. It gets better the more I use it? That is the plan. That is the product that we are building. I would say we are still working on it. Uh, the whole idea, really the big idea that we have here is that not only it gets better, but it remember. Yeah. So, Alan, here's a good example that where I want to go. Okay. So, you click on to Grant, and you can respond with a positive message about Grant. But before you do that, what if I knew your ten last posts, your fifty last posts, and the whole model and the theme of how you post? I could post a congratulations and then say, oh, and by the way, that was really great what you did four years ago. And see, see where it takes us, mm -hmm. Alan? Exactly. So it takes that whole social media and builds it up, your emails, everything. That is correct. It is exactly spot on. Not only I am saying something positive with your current post, but I also reminded you what you have said four years earlier. How would you feel about it? That this guy... It'd be great if it's good, yeah. <laughs> that this guy knows me. Um, so, I mean, I guess the, the, the problem now is, Alan, I've let the cat out of the bag. So I'm going to have to put my his logo up on my LinkedIn and say I'm an advisor now. See, I was quietly didn't leave it alone to mm. this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think it's such an amazing um, weapon. Um, but let's face it, we want everyone to use it. Because it's going to make us all more efficient. Listen, Alan, I don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste my time. Okay? And for the true people that are going to use it for its value, that's who you're trying to hit. Okay. I just posted a comment to your post about Elon Musk taking a zealot stance against oh, yeah, the unions yeah. there. So uh, I, I clicked on funny. And I get, I guess Elon is going for the charge of being the anti-union superhero. <laughs> who who yeah. needs a cape when you can have a Tesla? <laughs> okay. Yeah, isn't that great? But Alan, Alan, do you believe this? This is, uh, <laughs> you know what? I have so many backup messages <laughs> that I am going to just. Here we go. I knew. So, Jason, I knew this would happen. <laughs> like, when Alan got all this, I knew this was going to happen. And I quite frankly kept it quiet for a long time, I guess out of selfishness. But like I said, the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> okay. All right. I, um, I'm sorry. I'm distracted because I'm going. <laughs> Alan, you should, you should try to to customize the voice as well. So 
as you see there, there are six buttons in there. I already pre-configured five tones for you. Oh, you could actually edit any of those uh, existing tones. Like if you don't like the the congratulate, change it, change it to something else. But more importantly, you can actually write other tones. So maybe you want to write something like uh, being sarcastic, or maybe you want to like continue with the pose and add a new pose. Yes. And add more. Yeah. And add more. Yeah. No, you can do that, Al. So I, um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, what we get here is, and this is like, you know, the whole thing of this smart city, smart stuff. Talk about this is not going to improve what everyone does. Are you kidding me? This could be it. And, and you know, I know yep. when, when Alan hangs up, he's going to want to figure out how to get involved. But um, so, Alan, you can see why I'm so excited about this and that uh, they, uh, Jason contacted me and uh, after I signed up. And um, hence, um, you can see yeah. my mind is probably ticking and turning circles right now. I, I just want to circle back the, the uh, what uh, Grant was talking about, the Google Glass uh, with the parking attendant walking around the car park and then with the, all the real-time information popping up on the Google Glass to say, okay, this car has paid for it, this car uh, hasn't paid for it, uh, all of those real-time information. Now imagine, Alan, that when I, when I wear that Google Glass, uh, or you wear that Google Glass, and then when, when we finally meet in Brisbane or maybe in somewhere in Canada, the Google Glass pop up and say, how you met me? How, what we have chat? What are my interests? Alan, it's unbelievable. And so you can... Oh, boy. I haven't told anyone other than maybe the president of, my, of, of, of one of the companies is we're going to embed this. Um, no doubt about it. It's just the right timing. And um, yeah, old boy's right. Can you imagine running into someone and telling you, you know, their life? Like, oh, hi, Grant. Oh, how's Joyce? Um, oh, oh, congratulate her on that uh, that uh, trip she just had. And uh, it just never stops. And for a guy in your world, can you imagine walking through? Oh, God. Oh. Me with my, my facial blindness? Oh, and- are you in your world of entertainment? Oh, I know, Alan. Well, now you're getting. Now you're getting it, buddy. Okay. It. We 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 better wrap this up because I could go on for for quite some time. Uh, Jason, I'm you've ruined my weekend because I'm going to be playing with this for the entire time, and uh, um, I'm going to be exploring it because this does solve a major problem out of all the social media networks. The one that I have been neglecting the most is LinkedIn because I find it overwhelming. This is going to help me stop from being overwhelmed and may actually uh, benefit me in a B2B sort of way. That is great to hear. And as you grow, it'll benefit you outside of LinkedIn, okay? Okay, beautiful. So, yeah, we'll keep in contact with with Jason. Maybe bring him on in a couple months where he is at that time. And, and I will congratulate him that he has over 50,000 users now. That's a great start. And uh, hopefully, Alan and I can help that along and um, thank, grow it more. Thank you so, so much, Grant and Alan. And I'm uh, really hoping uh, to be able to bring this engagement uh, and the concept of the second brain as uh, Anna had to wait for Meryl trip to everyone in the world. Well, thank you for uh, getting up early and doing it with us. 
But I knew Alan would, Alan, is this not the great, like one of the best ones? <laughs> this is a game changer. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys have a good evening and I would chat with you guys again. Thanks for having me. And that's it for episode number 62. Thanks to Jason Tan for introducing us to his LinkedIn buddy solution, engage-ai.co. You must try it out. If you have any questions or comments, send them to feedback at thesmartcity.blog and check out the website, thesmartcity.blog. The Smart City Podcast, brought to you by Locomobile World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless solutions. Executive Producers, Grant Furlane. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. Executive Assistant, Andrea Crawford. I'm Alan Cross. We'll see you next time.